Hello and welcome. Thank you for taking time today to seek God. You've made a brave choice. And whether you believe in God or not, are religious or not, seeking God is the greatest human pursuit. We're taking the risk together that God is there and wants us to pursue Him. The journey itself will be rewarding. In the moments we have together, we will worship. We will do this by praying, reading scripture, and reflecting. This time is for you to seek God. If you are at home and are able, you may find it helpful to kneel or sit comfortably. Calming our bodies during this time is not only relaxing, but a reminder of our own limits, and that a non-physical God is sought in non-physical ways. What matters most is that this time is set apart and is unique from the rest of the events in your day. And while you can worship any time, this time is focused on seeking God. Once you are comfortable, let's begin. Close your eyes and take a breath. You are about to speak to the creator of everything. This is not meditation. Meditation is turning inward into yourself. But prayer is intentionally reaching beyond ourselves to the source of everything. We are reaching into the void and what will happen is unknown. But that is where the adventure is. Now speak out loud or in your mind. God is not limited to what is spoken. He knows your deepest thoughts. So express your intentions for this time. You could say something like, God, how will you judge the earth? Will you really punish people forever? When I stop and think about it, final judgment scares me. Surely, you're doing more than I could possibly think. Take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. Now we read scripture. We look to scripture because we believe that God communicates. He has revealed himself to people who have written their experiences for our benefit. We do not have to understand it or be Bible scholars. What's important is that we receive it and believe that God communicates. Today we will read Romans 11.32, which says, For God has imprisoned all in disobedience, so that he may have mercy on all. What will happen in the end? When everyone is dead, everyone's judged, what will hell be like? And who will be there? These are not pleasant questions. But are there any that are more important, really? If we take life seriously and the reality of death seriously, 
we must deal with it. If we take scripture seriously, we must deal with what it says. And there are verses just like this one, right under our nose, that we frankly ignore. Who has God imprisoned in disobedience? All. Are there any exceptions? It doesn't appear so. And who will he have mercy on? All. The same all. Will there be any exceptions? That is the question. And in faith, looking at this verse, we must say that it doesn't appear so. But this runs counter to our typical thoughts on an eternal, tormenting hell. And while there isn't time in a thousand lifetimes to answer all the questions arising from just this one verse, let me just ask you a couple questions. First, Christ's work on the cross. Is it enough to deal with the sin of everyone? Second, if the answer to the first question is yes, then would there be anything to stop God from applying Christ's work on the cross to everyone? And if this is maybe too out of the box, let's just reread the verse. For God has imprisoned all in disobedience so that he may have mercy on all. God, I don't know what you're up to, but if this verse is hinting at what I think it's hinting at, then you are up to far more than I could have imagined. Now take a moment and express these thoughts to God in your own way. Thank you for taking this time. Feel free to stay here as long as you'd like. May God bless your day, and I look forward to being here with you again next time.